All right, we are here with the Creating Me podcast, where we are inspired, enlightened, and entertained by the amazing lives of entrepreneurs. I'm Ashra Klein. I'm here with my co-host, Simka Dworkin, and we are joined today by Avisha Ness Aver, COVID scientist, engineer, biohacker, captivating writer and speaker I've seen myself, serial entrepreneur, and ruthless self-optimizer. Yeah, well, wait, wait, you just dropped a bomb on us. What, what were you doing? What was this? So last February, I realized that if I was spending so much of my time reading through medical journals about COVID-related topics for both personal interest and work, that it would be useful to start sharing a lot of the interesting takeaways with people. Now, I at first started doing that via writing, but then realized that people don't have the intention span to read. So I created okay. a TikTok account and started making short videos that focused a lot on COVID misinformation as well as other That's science fantastic. topics. Wow. And, after and how were they received? Pretty well. Pretty I well. I wow. I built out a reasonably sized following so far. And you, know, you want to drop a, what, what, are the, what is it called over here? What's the, the, the name the plug? of the account? The account the is called Distilled Science. Distilled Science. Wow, good name. So it's Distilled okay. Science on TikTok. Okay, so there you, you go. Would Everybody read check it out. Yeah. Wow. You would read Sorry, up just and then kind of... So these days, around two-thirds of the content... The majority of the content has been centered around COVID misinformation because it's been such a hot topic, but it will be progressing out a lot more towards just, as the name says, taking interesting, complicated science and distilling it down in short easily absorbable bite sizes. Cool. So it's you talking. It's, uh, it's a videos of you talking. Essentially yeah. me talking all with some okay. graphical assistance a lot of the times. Oh, cool. It's fun. Do you use some kind That's of animation fun. or? I'll occasionally animate things, but the amount of time it takes to create a really well polished animated video is often not worth it because I could spend 10 hours working on a video, put it out there, it'll get 15,000 views. Whereas I could put out a video that takes me 15 minutes, like one I did last night that now has half a million views. So people are fickle. Wow. Okay. Wow. What was that video on? That video was on a very simple question. How many holes does a straw have? <laughs> Explain. I have a feeling this is a trick question. Well, yeah, answer, how many holes does a straw have, guys? Um, One. I would say, yeah. Um, okay, I'll say two. <laughs> so the typical answers are usually one, two, or zero. Some would say, you know, okay. a straw works perfectly fine unless you poke a hole in it. It doesn't have any holes. Others say there's one hole at the top, one hole at the bottom. Others nice. say, well, it's just one long hole. The answer right. is technically one based on the mathematical field of topology wherein if you were to take a circle or imagine a rectangle with a hole in it that's just clearly one hole compress that down to just a circle that's still really a shape with one hole and then you stretch that outwards it really still is a shape with a single hole you have multiplied a circle by a length and that is still a single hole object according to the topological determination of it but it's nice. a fairly... From now on, call me the genius. 
Topology. Wow. Wow, that's 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 cool. That's very cool. So it's like a three D hole, basically. Yeah. Three D hole. It's one three D hole. Pretty one much. Resolution. Wow. And that that's a half a million views right there. Yeah, people on the internet like to argue. Uh, so how many how many comments are on these things? Many thousands arguing about how many holes a straw has. There's a do you, do you read them? I read some of them. Thankfully, uh, the way it works is if someone who like if I have someone who I am following and that person comments, then I will see that comment first. Or other uh, people who like a comment makes that comment rise to the top. So I'll see the top comments. I won't see all the comments. Wow. Like, the guy who voices Phineas and Ferb commented on that video, and because he has a lot of followers, that comment rose to the top pretty quickly. And I saw his comment. Wow. What did he say? He was questioning what the third answer could possibly be other than one or two. Oh, okay. Zero. I like that. That's a cute answer. Uh, I didn't think of that happens to me. Um... Tell me a bit about this um, Anki Notion Pomodoro. Okay. That is the, well, it's a couple of different tools that I use for organizing my life and memory. Notion is okay. an application that allows me to go and put, well, basically take notes and link them together in many different ways. So I have a Notion that is organizing the different aspects of my life, my to-do lists, my articles that I'm working on, things that I read, put them into different bins that can all be interlinked with each other and organized in a very intuitive manner. Anki is a spaced repetition system where if I learn an interesting fact, I will create a mm -hmm. essentially digital flashcard that goes into the system. And I periodically spend time going over these flashcards in a way where if I get it right, it shows it to me in a greater spacing. If I get it wrong, it shows it to me with a much lower spacing. This is based on a concept called spaced repetition distributed practice that has been shown to be essentially how our memory works. So it's optimized to spend the least amount of time to remember things for the longest duration. Wow. So these are things you want to memorize. Yeah. I call it remember rather than memorize. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, give, me, <laughs> give me an example of what would be on that card. Like, um, like... Um, for example, HMOs are found are the second most common compound found in human breast milk. Breast milk. They are human milk oligosaccharides, and human the, milk oligosaccharides. They have multiple different purposes, such as providing false targets for other pathogenic bacteria that might exist in the growing child's uh, system. Really? Okay, so they'll English? distract what? the bacteria. <laughs> Human milk <laughs> oligosaccharides. They're, cool. And they're wow. things that you're not going to get in uh, formula. So oh. one of the many reasons why breastfeeding really is a lot healthier than just using formula for a baby. Cool. And you can't inject those into formula? I mean, theoretically you could, but it, they're a lot more complicated than just putting in like, canola oil. Oh. <laughs> Okay, and hit us with Pomodoro, and then how does it all come together? So Pomodoro, Pomodoro is basically a productivity technique wherein you go and spend bulk, well, short periods of time. Usually it's 
30 minutes working productively, then for every 30 minutes you work productively, you take a five minute break. And then for every handful of those cycles, like for every four of those cycles, you take a longer break. And it's a way of batching focus where you're dedicating a large amount of focus to a particular task without any interruptions. But the human brain has a really hard time focusing on something for more than half hour, 40 minutes. So it's leaning into that and saying, look, I will take periodic breaks. Usually you'll get up and do some type of physical activity in the meantime. But in so doing, you could do focused periods on dis varying different types of topics without too much focus lost for task switching or distractions and actually get stuff done. Okay, wow. So you focus on one thing for half an hour, and that's about when you feel the maximum focus has been achieved. It's possible to go for longer, but that's a good average situation where you can get a good amount done in a short period of time. For certain types of tasks, I will dedicate longer blocks if it's one that takes a lot of time to really get into, like a complicated programming task. But okay. if it's tasks that require less cognitive effort, then 30-minute blocks are usually pretty effective. Cool. Are your teammates on board with these things, or they're just disturbing no matter what? <laughs> uh, I have trained my teammates that there will be times when I'm just going to go radio silent and you can't get a hold of me. <laughs> Lock the door, buddy. Okay, Text wow. me, I will respond later. <laughs> I'll go back to you. Wow. Okay, so you, wow. to me, like, I'm amazed by how much you get done, how much, how many things you can give attention to and still make progress. Uh, what are, I'm sure there are some things that, that you know that other people think are crazy and, and like you've discovered that this is absolutely the way, like just obvious, but like nobody else knows that. Things that I've discovered that are obvious that nobody else knows. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure there are, there, yeah. Like you're, you're, you have this whole array of things that you're getting done, you're accomplishing, that you're enjoying. Um, Okay, I'll give you a easy one that most people would probably have a false conception of. Totally random. Okay. First thing come to mind. Okay, sure. Which is that the healthiest not prep. the healthiest oil to cook with at okay. high heats is absolutely not canola oil. It's not any of the neutral oils that you would normally think of. The ones that I used to think that it was would be avocado oil or coconut oil. Okay. But it's not actually even them. Technically, from a health perspective, the absolute healthiest oil to cook with, even at really high heats, is extra virgin olive oil, even though You're it is kidding. beyond its smoke point. Really? Well, the reason okay. being, an oil like canola oil with a really high smoke point is made up of polyunsaturated fatty acids that denature very rapidly at high heat, even if it's not smoking. Oils in the middle, like coconut oil and avocado oil, have a good amount of saturated fat that at least keep them more stable at high temperatures. Mm -hmm. But extra virgin olive oil has a lot of antioxidants that actually keep things from oxidizing, even at high heat. And studies looking at the total amount of oxidative byproducts created by the cooking process show that it still maintains the overall best ratio of healthy to not healthy when it comes to the high heat cooking. The one caveat wow. being, because it does have a lower smoke point, roughly 3% of the total volume of the oil will start smoking a bit at the higher temperatures, and from a culinary perspective, sometimes you can't get away with that, and you need to use something like avocado or coconut 
never use canola oil at high heat. It is really bad for you. Wow, I had no idea. I used to, I used to, I used to go to the avocado oil, melt down the coconut oil. Um, how did, wow, how did you discover this? Well, I was reading some interesting studies that looked at the topic, and then I changed my practice. Wow. So if we want to make the new cha on the barbecue, <laughs> we're going for for virgin olive oil, because that would be a good char, oil. right? For bar- I would barbecue. be careful about using the extra virgin olive oil on the grill. You're getting that so hot that, well, if it's outside, then you can probably handle the smoke. But yeah. you do have to be a little bit careful about that smoke point, just in terms of filling your whole room with smoke. So it's a, it's a oh, bit of a balance. Mm-hmm. But I will actually use olive oil for almost all of my baking, because it doesn't have any smoke issues, and it maintains good integrity. Like, I will bake wow, what's, what's using the point? olive oil. Cool. What's the point of, what's the heat? What's the temperature that it smokes at? Olive oil will start smoking in like the upper 200 degree Fahrenheit range, I believe, which is pretty low. But That's pretty low, man. That's why, well, it's a matter of degree. So you can still cook eggs and that'll get the pot up to the low 300s and the amount of smoke is tolerable and therefore the overall heat is still manageable or the overall level of smoke is still manageable right. so it's a bit of a trial and error process but usually you can use olive oil in circumstances where you otherwise would not have thought to do so as long as the like i'm not going to usually sear steak with olive oil because that's getting it super hot and that does get pretty smoky already oh well, now i know how to prank my wife <laughs> pour some olive oil into the eggs before <laughs> uh, eggs are fine I make eggs you, with either olive oil or butter oh yeah mm-hmm. or butter there you go oh, hit us with one more uh, one more biohack something you've been one, thinking about recently one more or a staple. biohack well something I've been thinking about or something that I do is. There's varying things. Okay, um, fine. You know what? Something in, we'll, we'll call it both. So I just moved into a new apartment. I have my own ensuite bathroom. So I'm now wow. setting up a bunch of infrared heat lamps in my bathroom to turn it into a portable sauna because there's a tremendous number of different health benefits towards regular sauna usage. And using infrared lamps, you can actually beam heat into yourself a little bit more, so you need a lower ambient temperature, but you can still get a lot of the benefits of a sauna. How did, what's that? How does this work? Sorry. Well, <laughs> you, I have a rack of powerful infrared bulbs that beam heat and can go and raise your total body temperature significantly, which triggers the production of something called heat shock protein, which has a lot of benefits on causing your body to produce, well, BDMF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, as well as lowering inflammation, better neurotransmitter production. Lots of very good benefits from a health and longevity perspective. So where do we get where do we get myself one of these guys? Where do you get infrared lights? Where do you Make get them? everything else? The internet. The internet. The internet. <laughs> Wait, we're the talking about dot com, right? Yeah, the internet dot com. That onion. <laughs> the easiest way to do something like this would just wow. be to buy a infrared sauna. But there are DIY versions as well. I gotta check these things out. That's cool. Wait, one more, one more, one more, one more. These are cool stuff. This is really cool. One more. Mm. I I still have so many questions, Avisha. 
Uh, we can't, can't show hold and tell. hostage for that long. This is a muse. It is a headband I wear while meditating that measures my brainwaves. And gives feedback where if I'm getting distracted during a meditation session, it'll play the sound louder. And if I'm getting more relaxed in the zone, it quiets down and eventually even plays some mild bird chirping sounds. Wow. Cool. You do meditation a lot? Very cool. Yeah. Every day? I oh. wish I did it every day. I would like to do it every day, but I haven't quite gotten there. Cool. And it's healthy. I you saw you were a fan of, fan of Sam Harris. Sam Harris is great. Yeah. Do you use the Waking Up app? I have. I don't use it regularly. I, I tend to prefer non-guided meditations, but he's got some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. I loved your, your shower um, music. Um, so Avisha does not like to be, this is from a long time ago already, but does not like to be um, idle in the shower. Uh, so before you get any ideas... Um, Treadmill? He's... <laughs> that's <laughs> calf raises that's a thought. Is what, yeah. yeah that's a thought um sign this have you have you sorry Literally. <laughs> uh, you put a little basketball hoop in there i mean yeah so what do you do what do i do in the, in the shower? shower what to keep something <laughs> idle combination so, of this you know come on that's a One personal thing. question well one would well these days I take ice cold showers that don't last for very long. But, really? Yeah, I haven't turned the hot water on in a shower in a very long time. So it's been what, like six years? What, since I published that article or since Yeah. No, <laughs> so, I mean I've probably yeah. been doing freezing cold showers for the last two or three years. Two or three years. Actually, Ooh, maybe what? three or four. I don't know. But even then I'll still be doing things like I do uh, calf raises. Like one-legged calf raises in the shower, going up and down as just like an exercise. Wait, will... then if you're doing freezing cold showers, no way to stand still. That's there's true. no being idle in the shower. What are you talking about? I'll be doing jumping jacks. Embrace the cold. I was a freezing cold shower. Embrace the is, cold. Is it for health benefits wow. or for mindfulness reasons? Was the, it... the ice cold shower? Though that's for health benefits. Yeah, health benefits. Okay. Wow, and you feel what do you what do you like? What does it what does it do for you? What does it improve? A handful of things. So just like a sauna practice, it also will produce heat shock protein, which again has beneficial impacts on neurotransmitter production, BDNF. It helps to lower systemic inflammation, improve mood. It is very good for training your body's stress response and heart rate variability, as well as vagal nerve tone. So when you get to the point of being able to handle that shock of cold that actually has carryover effects and being able to handle other stressors. So just like when you exercise and training your muscles, taking a cold shower really is training your body's stress response systems. Interesting. Okay. Wow. I would love to ask you about your diet. Okay. My diet overall is, you could call it a cyclically ketogenic Paleo-esque. Essentially, I have dabbled in a lot of different official diet programs. What I've determined is the best way to eat is A, minimize processed foods, sugars. B, meat is not unhealthy, but certain types of meat can be unhealthy. Meaning, if you can get nice quality grass-fed meat, 
then that is very good for you. If you are eating mm, grain-fed, hormone-fed stuff, then it's not quite as great. Overall, I try to have a daily diet that consists of combinations of homemade fermented yogurt, uh, lots of different smoothies with crazy amounts of different powders and superfood type thingies mixed in, okay. some form of either meat or fish. The only types of breads that I'll eat are usually sprouted grain breads, varying uh, different sorts of cheeses. On weekends, most bets are off and I'm totally fine just having whatever. My overall diet philosophy is when you eat very healthily on average, it's really okay to go crazy sometimes and just not care as much because nice. your body can handle it. Eat that extra piece of cake. Wow. Do you drink? Okay, one more, one more question. Sorry, maybe. I do drink alcohol. I also, let's see if I have them here. Yeah, I, I saw you, had, you have a, a few pages on how to avoid hangovers. And you're, yeah, you're I for that. I recently was at a getaway weekend where I, I was asked to bring like a whole bunch of different satchels, basically full of different pills that when you take them, they do a wonders for cutting off hangovers. So yeah, mm -hmm. I do I do drink alcohol, not to excess. Like the last time I was drunk was many years ago, but if I'm having a couple of drinks, I'll take a handful of things to mitigate its negative impact on my body, both from a moment by moment perspective and from a hangover perspective scavenge some of the negative byproducts, replace the things that your body uses, and then you wake up feeling better and it doesn't overall have the same negative impact on your system. Yo, well, we gotta you sell find that it, stuff. that it works. <laughs> I've thought about it as yet another it. company project. <laughs> I'll sell it for you on the street. <laughs> hey, Mac, wanna buy I'm a joking. satchel? <laughs> 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 oh, satchel. good stuff, oh. wow. Yeah. Well, I say satchel, because I'm going to see if I have them around here. Basically, I have them currently packaged into these little uh, canvas satchels, little little baggies. They look nice. But, wow. That needs FDA approval or no? That's, nah, that's just... it's, it's totally unregulated. It's supplements. But well, the thing about supplements is that you have to be very careful about sourcing because they're not FDA regulated. So you want independent lab testing. For purity, quality, you want to be careful about what sort of dosages you're using. you got to know what you're doing. I'm buying it from you, okay? Sure. <laughs> nice. Serious. You got a deal. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's, if you go with the full stack, it's not particularly cheap. Like, if you're doing a night of drinking, you spend five bucks on the recovery. Think about it as another half drink. Well, it's but, cheap. No, I'm saying I'm buying... The recipe from you or the <laughs> development of it. The recipe uh, is up for free on my website. You want to buy a satchel? It's like yeah, five bucks for a dose. All right, we're working this. <laughs> we're working on this. It's we a long list, list, but you can get it for free on his website. Right? Okay. Yeah. It's something savor.com. At some point, I will commercialize, but have not done so yet. I'm not at the time. Very cool. I, I never understood the, the relationship between humans and supplements. Like, I do a lot of uh, tinkering and, and experimenting uh, in my diet, kind of like, you know, not as much as you do, but I, I don't understand why, why should these supplements work even? Like supplements are really just that, and they should be just that. They're supplemental. It is always best to get nutrients from food sources when possible. The reasons mm -hmm. for supplementation are typically because A, your diet is not as nutritionally diverse as it should be, or B, mm -hmm. 
you have a genetic pathway that makes it, for example, that you have a hard time absorbing certain nutrients, and then you can add on added amounts of that to really shore that up. Or C, sometimes in the environment that we live in these days, both from a nutrient density of the soil as well as environmental stressors, there are stresses we put on our body that we would not normally have been subjected to, say, 50,000 years ago out in the jungle. So sometimes you can take things that help to bolster systems in the body that are getting taxed more than is normal and in so doing provide greater support for physiological symptoms or systems that otherwise would have been fine in a more relaxing environment. If you're living by yourself on a lake in the middle of nowhere and having a really healthy diet full of stuff grown from the farm and caught out in the wild, then the, your need for supplements is almost nil. Uh, how does your body know, like, I mean, once you're off the lake, how does your body know what to do with these supplements? When did it, when did it learn what to it do It depends on the type of thing you're talking about. If you're talking about a mm. essential nutrient, like a B vitamin, then it's just something that your body needs for survival, and it goes through, and it, of course, knows what to do with it. You get into some more interesting questions when you're talking about herbs that have you would not normally get them in your typical sort of diet, but they have different compounds that interact with bodily systems in ways that once you once you digest it, everything is built out of sort of familiar building blocks. And different chemicals interact with existing receptors and enzymes and bodily systems in different ways, and it's extremely complicated that we don't fully understand either. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Cool. Okay. Wow. Okay. Avisha, thank you so much. Uh, no this is incredible. Um, I, I just want to know like more and more, but uh, I'm sure I'll see you around. And uh, thanks so much for joining. No problem. Thanks have for having me. Night. Keep it up. I hope uh, you have much success on all of the balls in the air. Thank you. Awesome. All right. All right. And